Welcome to the Holistic Ease Podcast. I am your host, Erin Oberlander, Certified Holistic Aromatherapist, Herbalist, Holistic Health Expert, and Modern Homesteader. This podcast is where you can come to learn and be inspired about a wide variety of topics, all related to holistic lifestyle. Drawing upon ancient wisdom from Ayurveda, traditional Chinese medicine, modern sciences, as well as the art of aromatherapy, we start to connect more deeply with our innate wisdom and our inner voice. Nutrition, essential oils, herbs, spirituality and faith, movement, seasonal living, permaculture, and an occasional digression into the land of the weird and funny, all these things we candidly and honestly discuss here. Why? Because I believe it shouldn't be hard to live a life closer to the cycles of nature that improves your quality of life, health, and relationships. So come along with me and let's learn together how to live a holistic lifestyle with ease. Hey friends, welcome back. I am going to do a little bit more of an unusual episode today. A couple of weeks ago, I put a question out for y'all on my social media stories about what kind of blog posts and what kind of podcasts that you were interested in. And I would be so interested to hear in the comments as well what you're interested in learning about regarding holistic health, herbs, essential oils, anything related to that and more, any of the things that I specialize in to help you live a more holistic lifestyle with ease. Uh, One of the answers that came back surprised me and that was that somebody wanted to see an herb haul from a recent herb order that I did. So today I'm going to share with you a little bit about what I've been learning in the herbal class that I'm taking and also show you one of the more recent shipments of herbs that I have. Some of which I know very well and some of which I don't know in the current form that they have been sent to me and some of which are totally new to me. And in this, you can see that I am still learning myself as an herbalist. You never quit learning. So my experience as an herbalist goes back really to my upbringing. We raised all a lot of our own food growing up as well as a few medicinals. I always drank tea, herbal tea with my mom. And then later when I got into college, I started experimenting with a lot of different herbs of my own. Now on our permaculture farm here in North Dakota, we grow, gosh, like 30 to 40 different medicinal plants that are strictly for medicinal use, adding to that all the time, depending on what we can get to grow up here in North Dakota, where it's so cold so much of the year. And in addition to that, in my training as an aromatherapist, I've also taken some courses that are about combining herbs and essential oils and have been really fascinated to learn even more about the herbs. So a lot of herbalisms coming from my own personal experience, but also from training. And right now I am having the amazing soul filling privilege of taking the very famous Rosemary Gladstar's home study course on herbs. So a lot of the background in herbs I've had until this point has been more from an Eastern standpoint, from the standpoints of Ayurveda and traditional Chinese medicine. And I don't have as much book learning on the Western herbs, although I do know a lot about them. And there is a difference in how we understand herbs energetically from an Eastern standpoint, from an elemental standpoint versus a Western standpoint, which has more to do with opposites like cold and hot, um, things like that. So 
I think both of those lenses are really important to learn as an herbalist so that I can bring you the best perspectives possible, the best education possible, and the best products possible. So I'm always learning. So here is my most recent herb haul. This is going to be herbs that are, um, some of these are for salves and some of them are for lung health. A lot of them are for liver support. And then I went down a rabbit trail of my own and ended up getting my hands on a bunch of herbs that are for male sexual health as well as female sexual health. The two are very interrelated. I will talk way more about that down the line. So let's get into the herbs. First thing that I had, this is already a learning experience for me. So I was to order Irish moss, which I believe was for the intention of immune support. When I received it, I see that it's also called carrageenan, which is um, something that is used in a lot of products, I believe as a thickener and perhaps as a stabilizer. So that's super interesting to me. I did not realize that those are the same things. Um, I have played with Irish moss, but it's been many, many years. So this is gonna be kind of a, a reacquainting of that. So that I got off of Amazon was the only place I could find it, a company called Senalga Organic Seaweed. The other thing that I had to get off of Amazon because I was not able to source it from any of the other herbalists that I knew of or had been recommended in this particular course is something called pleurisy root, which I have heard of for years but have never worked with. Maybe because it's not that easy to get your hands on. But pleurisy, as the name implies, is going to be for lung health, lung support. The pleural uh, membrane, the pleural sac, is a membrane that goes around the lungs. Um, and that can become infected and inflamed. It's extremely painful. I've had that before in college. It was awful. Um, so I'm, ex I'm interested to learn more and experience more about that particular herb. Then I got this huge box of herbs from a place called Rosemary's Garden. And Rosemary's Garden was one of Rosemary Gladstar's first apothecary slash businesses and they still carry a lot of the herbs that are a requirement for her course. Now in the course we learn head knowledge but she really focuses on the experiential knowledge of the herbs both on their own and blending them together and then of course in different forms and preparations that could be anything from teas to tinctures to powders, uh, capsules, what I know there's more than that, washes, things of that nature. So with this a lot of these herbs I have experienced in tincture form or I've experienced them in different herbal elixirs that I have used for a long time and some of them I've used individually but not all of them. So the first is Ella Campaign. Don't know a lot about this except in Eula, that's the Latin on that, is a carrier oil that sometimes we use in aromatherapy and I do know that it can help with pain issues. I think this one is in there for the salve section. I also, I'm also 100% certain, like I'm 99% certain that this is mentioned in the Lord of the Rings. So it has that coolness factor going. What do we have next? Licorice root powder. Okay, so licorice root is something I'm very familiar with for gut health. This is a demulcent herb. It's going to be really soothing to the GI tract. 
Um, I also know that it can be used to support the lungs and by extension I would assume that it would also be supportive for the skin because the GI tract and the skin are one continuous organ, at least from a Chinese standpoint, traditional Chinese medicine. Um, so I've never worked with it in powder form, so that will be new. What do we have next? We have comfrey leaf. Comfrey is a plant that's really easy for most of us to grow and in the type of agriculture that my husband and I do, which is called permaculture, this is a very prized plant for creating what you call green manure, meaning you chop and drop it, it grows really fast, it's very abundant. I believe in herbalism it's more commonly used to soothe, especially for skin conditions, and I know that people make salves out of this, so this will be fun to experience and maybe make some salves. Then we have marshmallow root. So marshmallow root licorice root and another one slippery elm bark all three of these are herbs that I have used as a singer <laughs> I actually am a professional singer as well don't talk about that a lot um, this these are singers tricks so like when you've had persistent post nasal drip you have scratchiness you have a cough all three of these can be soothing for that again also going to be soothing for the digestive tract so soothing 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 Next we have mulene leaf. Okay, so mulene is a plant I'm sort of jealous of. <laughs> the reason I'm jealous of is because I could grow it if I lived a few miles further west of here. I'd be just a little bit closer to the Rocky Mountains and the soil changes. This is a plant that is a little bit picky about what kind of soils it grows in. I would love to have it here on our permaculture farm because not only for green manure, but this is a plant that is prized for so, so many medicinal uses, both from a Native American standpoint and then also in traditional Western herbalism. I perceive that it is going to be a plant that is going to be taught to us first for salves, but I know it has a lot of other uses. Oh gosh, what else? Okay, golden seal, this is an herb that is in short supply in the world which brings up the subject that we always want to be allies with the plant and never order more of them than we think we will use so i ordered a very small amount it's very expensive so the cost actually helps with that this is a strange looking plant i don't know if you've ever seen golden seal before but it's um it's a very large round leaf on the middle of it, it has a very pinkish red little, I don't know if it's a berry or flower, what it is, but it's it's very odd looking and it looks like something that grows in the woods like where fairies live or something. It looks very magical. I do know that it is used in salves. I also know it has a lot of other uses, but it is not one that we can commonly get our hands on, so I'll also be interested to be learning about alternatives for this. Okay, so what else do we have? I I already talked about slippery elm bark. Um, again, this in my mind, how I've categorized this in my mind is with licorice root and marshmallow root in terms of being soothing to the digestive tract. There is a throat coat tea that's been on the market for at least 20 years that incorporates slippery elm bark. And when you have that post-nasal drip that it's like you just constantly feel like you have to cough or clear your throat and it's driving you crazy. And especially when it's like keeping you from sleeping, 
this is an amazing amazing plant to use as a tea for that situation um, I would you know when I have that situation I will drink for up to four cups of this tea a day without batting an eyelash about it just like as soon as I feel like I need that soothing again I go back to that tea it's, inc it's incredible okay and then Colt's foot I literally know nothing about this herb I I have never studied it I've heard of it um, Again, I think this might be another one that's mentioned in the Lord of the Rings. So I have a feeling like it's a, a European herb, but this is a TBA. This is a TBD to, a to be continued more about Colt's foot. And then we're going to get into a couple of herbs for male sexual health. Some of these are also used for female sexual health. And the reason that I ordered these, um, we're nowhere near that point in the studies, um, but I ended up going down a rabbit trail of my own about this, which often happens <laughs> with learning is that sometimes something sparks your curiosity and you have to look more into it and one thing leads to another and suddenly you have 12 books on the subject. Well, I had seen a recipe for energy balls for men <laughs> that are supposed to help with male sexual health for all kinds of things, prostate, performance, vitality, mood support, um, change of life support, middle passage support, sorts of things. And it had a lot of herbs that I already am like really tight with. So something like ashwagandha, which has my heart for forever. I think it's one of the most incredible adaptogenic herbs in the world. Incredible for so many reasons. Uh, so supportive for male and female sexual health as well. But ashwagandha was one of those ingredients that I have on hand and I'm very familiar with, but then there was all these other ones and I was like, ooh, what are those? And then I started looking into them and pretty soon now I have like four books on male sexual health and herbs. <laughs> so I don't like to just learn, I like to put that information into use immediately. So Damiana is one of the herbs that is recommended in those energy ball recipes for all of the aforementioned concerns and conditions. Um, Eleuthero, I have such a hard time saying this word. Eleuthero, Eleuthero is another adaptogenic herbs. This one is Eleuthero coccus centicoccus. Yeah, it's a, it's a longy. Um, if I recall, this grows in really, really extreme conditions, which is one of the things that makes it an adaptogen. And it has some similar functions to ashwagandha. However, I also seem to recall that it has some tonic qualities as well. So I will be looking into that more and more. There's ashwagandha and eleuthero are two of the main ingredients in a couple of herbal elixirs I've been using for over five years that have changed my life on a very fundamental level in terms of my moods and how I show up with my stress response being more manageable. So I really love those herbs. Now this one, saw palmetto, is one I have read about for years and years and years, but I've never encountered it. I've never played with it, and it's one of the ones that's specifically recommended for male health, particularly with, um, you know, erectile dysfunction issues, lack of vitality, 
lack of desire sorts of things. And so these are one of the main ingredients in the energy balls that got me so curious about this subject in the first place. And then last one from this haul, and there's going to be lots more. If you guys like this, let me know. This is Wild Yam. Okay, so this surprised me. I know about Wild Yam from a female reproductive health standpoint. Um, I do know that some people use this for a healthy balance and alteration in the body of estrogen and progesterone, depending on where you are in your cycle. I had solidly put that in my brain in the category of this is only for female sexual health. But turns out it's also for male sexual health. And in some of the books that I'm reading, they are talking about how when we're in the womb, the male sexual organs and female sexual organs are basically the same organs that just get developed slightly differently. Um, some of them stay internal in the female, whereas on the male, they are external. And because of that, we have much more in common in our bodies than we realize. Um, now, because of testosterone versus estrogen, there are things that tend to be more prominent in those of the female gender, but then there are those that tend to be more prominent, um, and I should say sex, not gender, for the male sex. However, it's interesting that some men can take the herbs for the ones that are typically known for just simply male sexual support and they will not see results from it but you bring in some of the ones that are typically known for female sexual support like wild yam and suddenly everything shifts and changes which just brings us to the point that everything is so individual and we should never put ourselves or anyone else in a box when it comes to who we are and how we should be showing up especially in our bodies um, and that we really need to listen to our bodies and our intuition when we start working with herbs or essential oils or changing our lifestyle because our body will tell us back to ourselves <laughs> what is truly the most helpful and what isn't by the results we get and how we feel. So that's especially true in sexual health, a subject that's extremely confusing and very political <laughs> um, that our, our, our learning, our relationship to nature can help us to learn our relationship to our body and to what's going to be most supportive for us long term. So that's my herb haul for probably this month and the next couple of units that I'm doing. And then after that, I'll have another big order that comes through. I don't like to do too many at one time because I really like to take my time with the herbs and soak them in and each single one of them we experience by themselves and write our own materia medica and have our our feedback in our own body and our own experience about how those herbs work so that when we make those recommendations to others we can be doing that from a place of truth and experience so i like to take the time with it but hopefully this was fun for you guys have you experienced any of these herbs do you have any favorites of these i would love to hear about it so please comment like subscribe and hit that notification bell and for those of you that are listening on the podcast i always appreciate those five star reviews and i'll see you next time are you confused or intimidated by aromatherapy have you been put off by outrageous health claims being made about essential oils 
Or maybe on the other hand, do you simply have a lust for learning? Do you wish that natural life waste could be simple and straightforward? All of these reasons are exactly why I created my class, Top 6 Essential Oils and How to Use Them. In the course of my 20-year practice, there have been six main essential oils that I have found myself recommending to clients for home use over and over. Learn how to use six of the most commonly used essential oils for yourself. How? You will receive an video instruction from myself, Certified Holistic Aromatherapist, on each essential oil. In addition, you will receive easy recipes for everything from workout, muscle recovery, to relaxing baths, to enhancing your home life. You will also learn about general essential oil safety and a few specific safety precautions for these essential oils. Learn all of these things from a professional, that's me, with a no BS approach. There will be no outrageous claims made here, folks. One of the added benefits to this class is that you will have an opportunity through trying the recipes to begin to learn how the essential oils not only work individually, but also how they work in synergy to enhance their benefits and experiences with you. It's time to get to know lavender, peppermint, tea tree, eucalyptus, lemon and frankincense in new and fresh ways, and to deepen your existing knowledge. Get to know these essential oils while being guided by a professional certified holistic aromatherapist and see how much you really can learn. Go to bit.ly slash top six EO class to get enrolled in this new class while it still has introductory pricing. That's bit.ly slash top six as in the number six EO class to join.